introduce us this time because you never do. What's up, gang? It's Tyra. Oh, and Bailey. And we're here to run our mouth. She's a runner. She's a track star. All right. So what are we talking about today, co-host? Today, we will be coming from the book of Nigelations, because it is Black History Month. Chapter one, verse one. Thou shalt not try thy niggas. Amen. May there be a blessing to the readers. (laughs) Okay, so... First of all, church announcements, since we're in the churchy vibe. Um, where's your church at? Give me a second. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. Well, while she's gone, y'all excuse my hair, okay? I just took my braids out literally a few hours ago so i am still getting used to the new length it's not that much longer it's just it's at that awkward stage like this part right here so i'm trying to decide if i want to cut it it's just it's just at an awkward length right now but i think i'm gonna leave it alone i'm gonna braid it back up next month so yeah i'm just giving my hair time to breathe um um, I might fast forward this part because your girl ain't got nothing else to talk about, child. Happy Black History Month to my Black folks, to my Black people, Black people. Hello. It's our time to shine. I'm wearing my Aaliyah shirt. I really like Aaliyah. So. I'm probably gonna cut all this out because okay. I'm not really talking about nothing. Oh, she's back. Thanks oh my god. Sorry, she all her hats are in the storage. Ooh, not the blue. Not the is that a cowboy hat? Whose hat is that? Is that Charles' hat? No, it's my mom's. <laughs> it, 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 mm, mm. I ain't gonna say nothing on it because just in case someone sees it. It's not giving. It was a gift. It's cute. It's maybe not cute on your bun. It's giving rodeo. It's safety pin for her style. (laughs) Doesn't fit the vibe of a church hat. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So today, what are we talking about? church so oh we were doing church announcements wait before we get there so church announcements um i just want to apologize actually we just want to apologize for not posting the last two weeks we were a little preoccupied um yeah and to be honest i've been feeling a little bit unmotivated just because there's only like 10 people that watch this but 
We love you. We love the 10. Even though it's probably like five people that watch it twice. We love you. <laughs> um, but yes, we love you. And we're gonna keep going just for those 10. Okay. Um you heard me. Okay, put the hat away. Put the hat away. It's here now. So, ooh, ooh, okay. Um, so any other church announcements? New drop day is probably gonna be Saturday. I don't know. Work with us. Okay. We both are very much busy. We're not full-time podcasters. So it's not as easy to drop on, on a weekly basis at the same time because we got things to do. Yes. So um, yeah. Anyway, just bear with us, but apologize for the um, lack of consistency. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So yeah, we're going to talk about church hurt. We're not going to harp too much. What I don't want this to turn into is just harping on our personal church hurt. Like, I want to like talk about like maybe how we got to know God and things like that. And like, you know, a brief synopsis of like the church hurt we've experienced. And then what I really want to talk about, like the main junk is like how to overcome said church hurt move past it she's a runner she's a track star things like that so but per usual we're just gonna run our mouths so it could turn into conspiracy theories i didn't post that last video but y'all missed a good time in the lord okay all right one two three who wants to start you can start Okay, so what am how I did you get to know God? Oh yes, so um, so I always say I grew up in church, which I, I kind of did. I mean, I guess you could say that, but I started going to church. I believe I was in middle school, is when we first started going like consistently. Like we went on Easter and like um, yeah, <laughs> but. We like consistently like joining a church, knowing the church, like being in the church was, I believe, sixth grade. Um, and from then it was cool, it was just like a good place to be at, I guess. Like it was nothing really wild. I wasn't really like hardcore following the Lord for myself. I was also in sixth grade, so I was like what 11, so you know, whatever. Um, but I remember the transformation of my mom, like going from we listening to R&B and hip hop on the radio to like always gospel going from she cussing out folks on the road to now she's like fighting against that demon or whatever. So like it went from like I've seen, you know, the before and after. Um, but anyway, so. Fast forward to we went to this other church which I won't really say really names like that if you know me you know but if you don't yank I know something you don't (laughs) I know something you would never know (laughs) um but yeah then we went to the other church and for some reason I just really really fell in love with this church still to this day I like fight the urge to go um but I really fell in love with the church. I fell in love with, I feel like I, I finally learned. Maybe you fell in love with the church or the community. 
I feel like it could have been the community. But I like a little bit of both. Like the the amount that I was learning, like I was really learning a lot. Like the pastor there was very um, theological. You know, a lot of pastors don't go to school for pastoring or they don't go to school for, let me rephrase. A lot of pastors do go to school for pastoring, but they don't go to school for like theology or like bibliology, whatever it's called or whatever, <laughs> like learning about God rather than learning about pastoring. But the pastor at that church was like very, very, theological based and like knew a lot of information degrees on degrees and whatever so like he really broke things down to a point where I understood it and that's I think where I fell in love with like the breakdowns of scriptures like exegesis and all that good you know I'm just throwing words out there trying to sound smart but irregardless (laughs) like the the breakdown of scriptures like that's where I fell in love with it and I think that's what it was I did like the community but I was also the only one that was like my age at the time so it wasn't really like a community for me but I did like the people that um we went to church with I guess um that went south that's besides the point that's my my story that's my mama's story um but yeah we ended up leaving there and then we went back to the first church that we went to so I kind of hopped between two churches also church hopping we'll talk about that later anyway so yeah then I went to college and I think that's when I so I remember when I went to college my mom asked me she was like you still gonna go to church and I was like no (laughs) that's laughable right now um but yeah I was like no I need a break from church like I'm tired of going to church all the time whatever whatever and so I think what really hurt me I've never said this to my mom so mom if you're watching I'm sorry but what really hurt me was leaving that church like it really like we left it when I was like in ninth grade 10th grade maybe and it, it really like I was like I was learning a lot like now I feel like I'm like you know, like, it's what's the point of going to church if I'm not learning? So that's why I think I'm so big on I need to learn something through every of every sermon. And if I don't learn something, it's like not a good sermon. Irregardless. Um, so, yeah, went to college for the first semester. I tried my wilding out. Wow. 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 It didn't work out. Um, I had no friends by the end of the semester. So. <laughs> So I joined the college ministry. Um, That's where I met Tyra later. Like I joined in like my freshman year. We met what my junior year. So it was later, but regardless, joined the college ministry. And then then I really um, like formed my own relationship with God. There was a lot that happened in my life that I had to run to God for, like personally, rather than like, through my mama so that's how I that's my BC days good thank you for sharing you or you wherever you are because sometimes it'd be mirrored so I'll be pointing (laughs) I'm on this side well you're on this side for me am I pointing to you yes but I think when I record it I'll do this but it'll be on that side for some you'll like switch I don't know it's weird oh so you um so for me I actually grew up in the church um my family comes from a long line of preachers 
Um, so my grandfather, he's actually, well, was not no more. He was a preacher in Kojic, the church of God in Christ. Um, a lot of my uncles are ministers and a lot of like my aunts, they're missionaries and stuff in Kojic. I personally, I'm not, I'm not going to say hate. Highly, <laughs> I highly dislike the church of God in Christ. Um, I think my real church, my real church hurt starts when I'm little, like in Kojic. Um, but then we moved out to Texas um, and we left Kojic. We went to Bishop T.D. Jake's church um, for my entire childhood, like heavily involved. Um, Bailey loves that church. <laughs> um, You'll never get to go, but. Hello. But heavily <laughs> like involved in their ministries. Like I was on the step team and children's choir and on the dance team, like any ministry that I could have been on, I was there every day of the week. Um, so, and for mega churches, the Potter's house doesn't give, like if you go to the big service, it has a lot of people, but like ministry wise, like it doesn't, it's very, I we know everybody. Like, and I still know all the people like I went to church with. Great youth programs. They actually have a really good school now. They actually have a like theological school now. Like I love the Potter's House. I think it's not my vibe anymore. Um, Brick House still is. That's like their young adults ministry. I, I could vibe with Brick House. Um, but I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm like, ah, it might be because I'm still dealing with the church church that we're talking about. Um, so yeah, that. Um, maybe I should go to the Potter's House. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. back to the story. Um, so growing up, I knew God, but I didn't have a relationship with God, I could say. Like, honestly, like, no. I mean, I would pray to, like, get out of trouble or get out of suspended and stuff like that. Wasn't no, oh, thank you, God, for, you know, like, no real relationship for me. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I, I knew God was real, I, you know, I believed in Jesus and all that, but, like, relationship just non-existent um when I was a junior in high school I got are you do you need to adjust yourself I'm sorry yeah I'm not feeling the warmth so go ahead I'm sorry I'm so sorry I'm so so sorry I am so so sorry (laughs) I thought it would be unnoticeable I'm so so sorry I'm so so sorry okay right um all right lol so yeah my junior year um I got baptized for the first time and it honestly wasn't by my choice like it was my mom's doing she wanted me to get baptized um so I did it's actually funny because my (laughs) well he wasn't my boyfriend at the time almost boyfriend what was this you said junior year Mm mm-hmm so he was there and also this mean algebra teacher who was all up my boyfriend's but I think she had pedophile vibes was that my thing too and she still failed me my one of the uh like six weeks so I didn't like her but um yeah she was there too so it's kind of awkward at the potter sauce actually um and then you know whatever was chilling I mean I guess even then I still had a little bit of like weird faith I guess you could say because I prayed about my college choice because I was either going to go to one school to cheer actually it was like three schools I was choosing 
from, but I was going to cheer and I love cheer. I also had an injury, so that contributed, but I was going to go and do that, got accepted to all the schools. And then, I don't know, I was really drawn to Texas State. I know most people are like, oh, I just went to Texas State because last option or forced or stuff, which is weird. Everyone has like a weird, oh, why I went to Texas State story, but Texas State was like my first choice school. It's kind of weird. Tyra, fun fact, Tyra was the first person I ever met that Texas State was her first, let me rephrase. Tyra was the first Black person I had ever met who... <laughs> had Texas State as like one of her top choices like no one else black there was like oh I'm going to Texas State (laughs) (laughs) yeah ordained as we can see um but yeah so one day I was actually praying funny story um because Midwestern's cheer clinic was this week like I don't know the dates or anything that no more but it was this weekend and I was like okay God if you want me to go to Texas State because again I have felt drawn to Texas State I was like I need to see that I'm accepted tonight or like this weekend I don't remember the exact thing but you know like if you ever been accepted to college you can log into a thing and it'll t- before you get an acceptance letter it'll say like accepted processing denied or whatever and so like late that night I'm like logging in and I'm like checking all my acceptances and I got accepted to, to Texas State ran downstairs and my mom was like oh I'm accepted so then I didn't go to chair clinic that weekend and became a bobcat and went to Texas State um my wilding out phase was a little longer than Bailey's um because for me I honestly in my head in my head my goals okay I'm gonna tell you about it I'm gonna go to college I'm a wilding out and I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna be going out, doing all the fun stuff that you know the people be doing. And when I'm 30, I'm gonna get right. Um, that was the timeline I had set forth for myself. Um, currently, 24. Did not make it to 30. Um, <laughs> didn't even make it to 20 actually. So yeah. Um, Either so my whole first year of college I kind of you know went with the crowds was doing you know whatever went to a lot of parties a lot of sorority and fraternity stuff um I was in the mix my my freshman year my sophomore year um I don't it, it was a lot that happened my sophomore year but I felt like I don't know that's a whole nother story like uh, a lot happened that year so I stopped hanging out with the people I was hanging out with my freshman year and then I don't know I felt really drawn to go to church and so I was googling non-denominational churches in the area none of them were black um none of them and I was like okay so I settled for one and it was like the first weekend or right before Christmas I was like I'm gonna go didn't go then right after new year's i was like okay i'm gonna go for real this time didn't go the second week i was like ah what the heck i'm go (laughs) so i finally went it was really awkward um because it was not what i was used to (laughs) like i mean i was used to three hour services that service lasts 40 a good five to 50 minutes you out of there <laughs> so i was we was at lunch by 11 y'all service started at 10 it was it was a 
interesting thing. And honestly, um, it was Bailey and two other girls at the church um, that came up to me and like introduced themselves and whatever. I remember the first thing they asked me was, can you sing? <laughs> it's like, no. Who said that? I said that? You and one of the other ones asked me that. And I was like, I hope that's not an expectation of the black people here because I can't. Who was? I think I know one of them. I don't remember two. Not the pause. <laughs> they were there the first day? Yes, I sat next to... Really? You sure? Yes. And the last, that name, she was mm. also the one that asked me about the singing. Mm. So yeah. And then Sorry. Um, Bailey will never be able to live this down. But so I'm leaving the church. Um, this is also how you know me. Can I tell my perspective first? No, I go first. I feel like it's different when you hear my perspective. No, like (laughs) no. So, that me and Bailey are like destined to be best friends. Um, we clicked like, like instantaneously. It was weird. Unfortunately, don't (laughs) don't don't get beat up. Um, it was yeah, kind of kind of weird, very weird. Um, so. I'm leaving the service, the first service I went to, and uh, Bailey comes running out the church to me. She's like, hey, hey, can I get your number? And I was like, yeah, sure. Gave her my number. We like exchanged stuff. And she's like, oh, you the, uh, your contacts. I was like, those are your real eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wear colored contacts all the time. Uh, so yeah. And then um, she was like, you want to go to Waterburger or something later this week? And we went to eat. Later that week, we were spilling too much information about our lives. It was unnecessary information. (laughs) (laughs) We was just out of pocket, okay? (laughs) So, yeah, we started, um, again, running our mouths. This has been a running theme in our lives. And, um, yeah, then time went on. That particular church just wasn't cutting it for me, like, growth-wise. It wasn't that's not important but yeah wasn't cutting it the people there were decent most of them but it was also like there wasn't enough of us like us and we were getting into the culture of where like in the beginning when I first went it was my freshman year and it wasn't a lot of race going on I had a personal culture shock because I went to like Nimitz it's it's not that many white people so I had a culture shock from like the amount of white people that were around but like once I joined the church it was cool I could deal with it but then slowly we're getting to the point in society like outside of church in the world like the world heavy race relations yeah like race things were happening and things were getting way too touchy so it was getting to the point where it was like I can't have a white pastor I can't question where you stand if you think my life matters yeah I can't and I think it was before Black Lives Matter right Mm -hmm. it was before then but it was it was coming like it was it was 
it was revving it was up there. And so I just couldn't. It was like right before the Trump stuff, all that. Like we left way before. Time, so yeah. Yeah. So, but then we as a collective, um, me, Bailey, and Taylor, we're the homies. Um, we went to a different church. Bailey and Taylor actually set forth before me. Um, I was going through some stuff and I went first. Yeah, Bailey went first, then she took Taylor. Then I went, um, which is actually funny because a lot of reasons, but um, yeah. So they went before me. Um, they liked it. Um, Bailey joined. <laughs> no, I didn't. <sighs> Bailey joined the church. Um, then Taylor never joined the church. Yes, she did. Well, no. yeah, she was, what do you call it? Watch keep under his eye through the door That's, across the street it's definitely a, a handmaid's tail thing <laughs> <coughs> that's but, yeah so taylor never did like officially I don't have COVID. anymore um and i eventually joined like a, after a month of me like checking it out um and then that's where our story begins okay pause okay pause so uh, one I just want to say that when we were at this said church okay and I came running after her let's 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 start basket let's start the story from the beginning okay we it was a small amount of us at the church if you can so, say white people you can say black people huh you say white people you can say black people I know I like saying us though makes me feel included <laughs> but it was it was a small amount of us so we um had already been like trying to figure out like how can we get more of us comfortable in the in the the friends that I was friends with were like becoming leaders like in the church and stuff and so they were creating their own like they're called small it, the small groups like community groups or whatever and so we're just trying to get more black people up in there okay and so one of my friends whom i was very um was like a i guess mentor, not a mentor but i like leader said person um and so it was a whole that's a whole thing but that's besides the point we're not talking about that at all um what to do anyway moving on um yeah they were like, hey, there's a black girl that just walked in with nobody, like, go get her, pretty much. So I actually didn't want to, okay? I was forced to go talk to her. So that's how it happened. And then after that, I was like, I remember I was standing there, she was walking out, and I was standing there, and I was like, I should have got her number or something, right? And I think I was talking, never mind, can't say that. But anyway, so I was like, <laughs> I think I should get her number or something. And they were like, yeah. So then I was like, oh, crap. So then I ran out to go get her number. That's all it was. I was just trying to get her into the into the circle. We needed more Black people. And not... <clears throat> Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of the story behind that. But yeah, we became friends. 
we went to this other church once we left um wait pause um shortly after me and bailey met the super bowl happened stop anyway (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway moving on that is not a part of the story um but yeah so so okay questions that i want to answer before we get into the nitty-gritty um before like our big experience with church hurt had you experienced any church hurt before like you said you had the childhood stuff so all I had experienced was on behalf of my mom so she experienced church hurt and so then that kind of it rubbed off on me it was at the church I liked you know so it was like loyalty to my mama but also I really like this church so it's like a it was a it was a tough time for me but it wasn't as tough as it was I guess I'm assuming for her um but that's the only I had never I knew that church people could be not who you expected them to be I don't think I understood that church people could be as evil or even more evil than the people outside like you expect when you're like at the time I was in high school high school kids are mean right we mean we do things I was mean I had my my mean spell like so that's normal but when you're in the church I don't think I had ever came to terms with that church people were just people too and they just people that happen to throw on a dress on Sunday and show up rather than like they I thought everyone in the church just had a relationship to an extent so that was my encounter that's why I think the later church hurt really hurt because I had never experienced like I was always the golden child growing up so like even at my dad's church like it was never anything they were really traditional but it was never really anything that like hurt me to my core like oh make sure you're wearing a dress or like it was things like that like I had to wear a dress and I had to dress up but my mama was always on top of that so I never really had nobody like an old lady come up to me like oh your skirt too short or oh you not living right or oh I was always the golden child I never really had that issue now Tyra on the other hand (laughs) go ahead (laughs) Uh, off of that so (laughs) me my parents also made sure I was dressed accordingly because again we went to very modest churches um and growing up I spent a lot of my time like my summers and like winter breaks away so I would go back to these Kojic churches um and I don't know I feel like being modest was one thing but it was the over attack of the modesty for me so I rebelled heavily when I became grown like and I, I guess people don't really talk about that like my transformation happened very like slowly but quickly I guess you could say but also it was a more of a me decision than someone like if you would have told me to oh you can't wear that I, the bird is flying in your face because no like I don't know so growing up it was always you know half you have to do this you have to do that and I remember specifically I'm at a very famous person's church in your city Detroit um Kojic of course and this whole break at this church <laughs> we went and I'm wearing a t- 
t-shirt like this um don't remember the color or anything like that but it was a t-shirt like this like a sleeve length okay um and i had on a gray maxi skirt to my ankles with flats that covered my toes and everything like modest up i remember being told that i needed to put on a jacket because my arms were out and then it was just like little things like that and a lot of times i used to get like picked on because of i have really i even like when i was little my chest got larger than my body extremely faster than everybody around me and a lot of adults like my chest was always bigger than them so it always just naturally drew people's attention there so I could have the little like it could be right here I'm doing too much I need to cover up or um, it would be like they would constantly like nitpick about things about me especially appearance wise and it would just really bug me because I'm like this is I don't know for me clothes have always been such a superficial thing like you're worried about the wrong thing like since I'm like I feel like that's not what we should be focusing on um and then they would also be always preaching certain things and their lives would never like match up to it so it wouldn't make like in my head I just like that that (laughs) is not making sense for me um and then I would see how they picked on certain people like in the church and I just, I don't know. I literally swore when I was like young, I was like, I will never go to a Kojic church when I become a dope. Jokes on me. Should have listened to myself, but jokes on me. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just a lot of little things like built on top of each other. And they're also very money hungry. Um, I saw people like given their last to do this or like they would always come even at my young age like preaching about how I needed to give to the church give to the church it was never it was always give to the church and never why are we doing this like what are we doing this in reverence to who is this money going towards and it was always just suspect to me so I don't know it was a lot of little things and I can't like really pinpoint them now because it's kind of blurry but I know for a fact like it heavily influences my church decisions now um so yeah yes yeah, so, so I don't think it's a good church for women <laughs> they don't believe women can preach so yes Tara yes but Tara was a lot more aware of like like my family my family in Detroit like I have a section of my family that's very deep in Kojic but I don't oh, wait time out pause pause also at this particular church in Detroit sorry y'all city um this young man i'm not gonna drop names because they're very known oh Um, i know this story (laughs) he he wanted my number um so i gave him my number and my family i never understood this logic like because your name means nothing to me, like, and who you are, like, like, I mean, he's, a, he, now nah, I ain't gonna say he, he was ugly, because he ain't, um, but, like, your name and who you are means nothing to me, like, I don't know, it never has, I've never been one of those type of people, and so he asked for my number, and he asked the people I was with, like, who was watching me, my aunt, if, like, it was okay, and, they, like, they talked, and I was like, yes, yeah, cool, gave him his number, he gave me his whatever <laughs> you supposed to be a leader you've grown up in the church and you should know how to act 
I kid you not, this man was so inappropriate with me, like disgusting. Also, what Bailey's was laughing at is we were at my grandma's house and I was on FaceTime with him. I don't remember what grade I was in, somewhere early high school or into middle school, probably early high school. Um, my uncle got mad about something. He came into the kitchen, no, living, like dining, at my grandma's house, yeah, whatever. Came in and he was like, I need to be quiet in here. Y'all making too much noise. And so like all of us are sitting there like quiet because we know if we ain't quiet, we all about to get a whooping. He on the phone just starts cracking up laughing loud. Just ha, 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 ha. Just so my uncle grabbed my phone and threw it and we all got in trouble and almost got whooping. But yeah. So yeah, also the young men in, it's not we even just there. But we will get there do you want to start there or you want to start somewhere else start somewhere else but yes also that's where my mind the church boys have always been the worst about respecting women too like always I can date someone who's not really in the church or like isn't in that aspect and they were like from my personal experience they've always respected me more and treated me a lot better so as someone who has mostly dated only church boys, like the dudes I entertain have always been church boys. Even yes, the one that you're probably thinking of back in high school, he wasn't a church church boy, but he was like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like the ones who like know God and all that, but they ain't really deep in the church. None of them are deep in the church. That's the thing. Like all of these church boys, anyway we'll talk about that later. ain't real ain't real don't fall for it let's let's step into there i know the memes never mind okay um but so you touched on um so anyway we're gonna talk about our church and like things we've experienced we're not gonna go too deep into detail but i do want to like touch on it talk about it and then we can talk about like how we are now moving forward but i think this is a conversation that needs to be had and i think yeah this is already a very long video but whatever it'll just be a long video (laughs) um but so you were talking about dress right and everyone knows i'm very passionate about this subject um so you were talking about dress within the church and things like that now first point I think that it is, and chime in whenever, like, interrupt me, whatever, right? Like, I don't have to. just start by saying me and Bailey have non-conventional dress ways for church. Yes. Well, Tyra's more dressy. Dressy. Like, I like to wear dresses, personal choice. But my modesty levels are different. So growing up, like, I wasn't allowed to wear, like, jeans to church. I wasn't allowed to wear, I think I could wear pants every now and then. Um, but I wear a lot of skirts, um, a lot, a lot of gachos. Those were like with the brown gachos with the monkey t-shirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't allowed. So I've always had a tough time with this because, and I get that, you know, the excuse of the elders is that you need to come into the church reverencing God, and would you go to the courthouse looking any kind of way, and things like that. Yes. Actually, yes. I, I got you. Um, but, like, I've never been 
a dresser upper. As you can see from my videos, I've been wearing t-shirts every day, every, all the time. I wear t-shirts. I wear, I'm not, I just don't dress up. That's just not Haley my- Haley dresses really good. Like she's always really cute. She just doesn't wear dresses. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like wearing sweatpants and stuff to the church house. I would, trust me, I would if I could. But I- you know, I like to wear jeans, pants. I like to wear um, t-shirts. I'm not, I just don't like dressing up like that. I don't like the button down shirts where you got to be all tight. I don't like having to wear like a shaper under my clothes. I don't, I, it's just, nah, it's, it's not for me. So that's how I've been all of my life. So I've always had an issue when it came to wearing certain clothes in order to reverence God. Um, I don't think I can reverence God in my pajamas at the house. That's just my personal belief. I'll be but almost but naked in the bed reading my Bible. So so I as while I agree, like reverence God, but I think reverencing God is more than just what you have on. It's more so a heart posture, right? So I wouldn't be listening to a certain type of music when I'm trying to reverence God or I wouldn't be saying certain type of words when I'm trying to be in the presence of God but as far as what I'm wearing I just don't I don't think it's that deep now y'all can disagree all y'all want and I don't care okay period I don't I just I'm not I've never been and I get it if you're a dress up type person and you want to dress up and that's your way of reverencing God that's awesome but my version of dressing up for church and your version of dressing up for church can be totally different things. I'm not saying I'm walking in there with dirty sweatpants and a wife beater. That's ghetto. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But, but if that's all you have, then come on. That's how I feel about it. But I'm I'm gonna go in there with some jeans and a nice shirt, t-shirt, <laughs> maybe a t-shirt that say faith. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a. I'm gonna just be regular. I'm just, I'm just one of those. I'm, I'm not. You For know. me, I like to wear dresses and things like that, but also like to wear pants. So I'm, I've always been of. I don't care what it is. If it's cute, I'm gonna wear it. That's just always been. I like. That's who I am. Like I'm not picky about things. If it's cute, I'm gonna wear it. Um, now, granted, I can say. For I guess we're going to start at us going to the second church together, right? Mm-hmm. When I first went to this church, because of the my preconceived notions about this branch, like this this denomination, I already had like a little taint in my head about going into this church. So I already kind of put a wall up on what I was going to do because even at the white church, we could wear anything and it wasn't an issue. So there was never a thing with me showing. That, that's also, I hate to interrupt you, but that's also a thing. White people can go in there wearing jeans and a button down shirt. They that's used to crazy. come in t-shirts and the little track shorts that we wore on campus to church. Before like I, we used to, we, we would go in there and I love that church because I mean, there was other reasons I loved it, but like, I love Come as you are. There. And I was on stage. Now, this wasn't just people in the audience. This was people, people on stage. I would be on stage wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I would, you know, like, I would just be, I remember one time I was singing for the first time on stage. 
and I went to school and I wanted to wear my Marilyn Monroe shirt or whatever and now looking back that could be a little inappropriate but that's besides the point anyway so I was singing for the first time not mind you it was a bible study but it was still whatever and um I remember telling I was talking to my friend and I was like oh like I got this shirt on I gotta go change my shirt you know because I can't be up in front of the church with the shirt on and he was like why and I was like why <laughs> good for no reason it wasn't like she was naked on the shirt it just had a picture of her face or whatever it was a cute shirt so I just wore the shirt now looking back again again okay I probably wouldn't do that at my age now it was also a college ministry so that's different it was a college bible study so a whole different situation but point being they were very laid back so you can't say it's about reverencing God because it's only in our culture it feels like like I mean it's probably other cultures but me going to a white church and black church I can compare the two and it was different so go ahead I'm sorry yeah so for me um I can't say I overdid it overdid it a little bit a little bit um just to get full disclosure since you know we're open here I have had my givers of milk um pierced and um they would show through my clothes um so here's the thing I just want I'll just okay (laughs) so a lot of people will come up to me about Tyra and the way she dressed I was always a person of like I said I don't like being forced to wear certain things and now (laughs) but there's also an issue in them going to her instead of me too that was a thing that was a thing and I think they did that because in the beginning and I want to talk about that too but I don't want to get off topic of what what you were going to say um so I'll bring it up later just remind me anyway but yes people will come up to me asking me like you need to talk to your friend about what you're wearing because it's a lot (laughs) but I was always just like I'm gonna let her figure it out like I don't want to put I didn't want to force somebody to do something I hate knowing right now Bailey that she didn't because I just wouldn't have not went to the church at all she would have but I just would have been like that ain't gonna work for me because for me I was already rebelling because of the situation I was in when I was a kid that it was just amplified now that it just wasn't and it was literally God telling me that okay cut that out that I changed it was nobody Eventually, it's going to happen that's the thing about these churches when they force people to stop cussing or they force people to stop listening to certain music or to stop drinking it's going to happen naturally let them find God you focus on them finding the Lord you focus on them showing and it'll come and it'll it'll, it'll make its way it'll it'll slowly you can't really follow the Lord and not change in some type of it it has to it'll come and it took in oh. time, you know, some like I never had that issue where I just dressed a while like that. Okay, never did. <laughs> I did. But you know, just because Tyra took a little bit more time to get to the point where she wasn't dressing like that doesn't mean anything. But that's a more of a testament of God's work than anything. Because even I, I had a lady come up to me in church one time and offered to put one, you know, the modesty cloths on me and I said no because I don't do I I can't like if something's going to change in me it has to be because I want it 
or I'm like God's directing me that way. Like the Holy Spirit's telling me like, okay, time to some, um, hang up the childish things. You know, we let go of the baby food. Um, so for me, it was a self-progression of me like praying and actually talking to God, like, and feeling convicted. I feel like if you're not personally convicted by something, you shouldn't be forced to like, it, it just, it, for me, it doesn't work. So yeah, um, I feel like whatever. So I've never had an experience where, like I said, I was the golden child. I don't dress up. So that was always a thing. And I think that's why at the church that we were at, I lost a lot of respect because I wouldn't dress up. Once I quit the choir, baby, I was never dressing up. <laughs> Which that I don't understand either because if we I started dressing like dressing, like Kojic, I grew up Kojic, I'm dressing, right? I got the Kojic jer- dresses on. I got Mom wouldn't be that Kojic though. She was cute though. It was cute, but she was dressing. And I'm still I'm an alien. I'm I'm but also I dress like that on the normal. It just went from me dressing in the clothes that were still my level of like up here, but you could see things, little sheerer fabrics to same type of outfits, just thicker fabrics and yeah, modesty checks. So once she uh, started dressing like that, they equated that messing with holiness. Yeah. So they at first it was oh Bailey is you know she dresses a certain type of way and her friend does another thing so we're gonna go to you because you're the holy one and you're the one that and then once Tyra started dressing or looking the part then it was like oh Bailey you know she don't <laughs> she don't know nothing she not she not living right she can't go up on stage she can't like it was a bunch of just nonsense right and so which didn't make sense in this particular church because there was people in there that would wear things I wouldn't personally wear. But we picked on. We yeah, we were getting picked about what we would do. It was definitely because I feel like we were the ones that were very much involved in the church. We were at every function, every community thing every everything that you could do we was doing mind you this church was like an hour away hour there hour back every almost day it was weeks we had to go all seven days like it was crazy I mind you both of us were working heavily full-time in school full-time heavily in extracurriculars I can't say full-time but all the time it it was a lot It, it was a lot so I think that, and I, I appreciate being, you know, people are always like, oh, you are harder on the people that you expect more from. I appreciate it. But also it's just like. There's not a good balance. On. Like you feel like you like, for example, in this story. Years. Yes. All the time. If you know me, I've told you this story because it bothers me. I decided to wear some jeans one day and they weren't too crazy. It was a little, it was a, um, what'd you call it? A rip. It was a rip at the, at the thigh, like right by the coochie meat, not by the coochie meat, but it was like, it was up there up on the high thigh. And so I wore a long sweater to make sure it was covered up. 
I knew that was out of pocket, right? So I'm like, okay, let me wear my long sweater. So I wore a long sweater. It was cold. It was like, you know, it was a cute long sleeve sweater or whatever. And I knew it would cover the whole time. No matter if I was sitting or what, it was going to cover it because it was so long. But the knees was out, right? Like my knees <laughs> was ripped. The jeans was ripped at the knees or whatever. The knees. This is my thing. So let me finish the story. So a missionary came up to me and I don't, I don't even remember what she said, but she said, like, she was, it starts at the knees. Well, she said that, but she was like referencing my knees. Like, why do you have ripped jeans on kind of, kind of vibe? And I was like, well, they're not that bad. Like, it's just my knees. Well, it starts at the knees. Pause. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. First of all, that's inappropriate to say to a woman. Period. Period. Secondly, if I was wearing a skirt. That came above the knees. That came above the knees, it would be no issue. And mind you, I was sitting down at this point. So if I was wearing a skirt and you could see my knees, or I was wearing a dress and you could happen to see my knees while I was sitting down, it would be no issue. The issue lies because my jeans are ripped. They were not tight. They were actually loose. I actually hate the jeans because they're loose, but they were loose jeans. They were just ripped at the knees and that little that little part right there. They had other ribs, but they were like covered by the rib. Like they weren't skin showing ripped. Frayed. So yes, frayed. That's the word. <laughs> but yeah, so I get a and I like I said was the golden child. I've never had an issue with my my wardrobe or anything like that. So I felt some type of way because I'm like, now you picking on me because. I'm wearing ripped jeans, but these. <laughs> it would be some things worn. It would. And again, we would never be the ones to say anything because we don't dress atypical for church. Mm-hmm. But this is, again, one of those things that they would pick on, but it serves no purpose. Like, it don't bring you no closer to God than what you already were. It actually pushes you away. So. So that's just like giving. a glimpse. The real church hurt happened for me. Come on. With the dressing thing, there was another missionary at this church who I honestly think is probably actually more real life saved than the rest of them. She's an older woman. Um, she even said, and this woman has high, like high expectations of women in, you know, I don't know, a lot of people at the church would just throw her off. I honestly think this woman is very wise and she was very, and very real sweet. and very kind. Like she came like, off kind of. She was just older. She was just older. And she, she, you know how old people just at some point, at some age, you just don't mess But she people. also explained why she was so off-putting because of her personal church shirt it's always church shirt and it was a man so but so she explained that to but i like this i really think she's like actually about what she's like speaks she even says at our age if the skirt is a little above your knees or if your knees she's like that's not that big of a deal you're young that's okay as long as it ain't up to you hoo-ha so it says a lot about these different women judging because the woman who said it, never mind, <laughs> never mind. But this woman is actually like, I really think she's about what she's about. And if she, even she could see like, that's not something that we should be dwelling on. Over. But so that's just a glimpse of like an example of 
like what we went through but that's not the basis of the church hurt let's get to the basis because we already had an hour so <laughs> the basis i just i'm gonna go through the story quickly i've never publicly said this to nobody except tyra and my therapist so that wasn't publicly exclusive okay um special <laughs> but so when i had went to the church um <laughs> I'm trying to think how far I want to go. Um, I went to the church and I was there for a friend, not for a friend, but I was there because of a friend. A friend had invited me. And so this friend um had other friends, right? Obviously in the church. And so when I first went, we was chilling, we was good. The friends was my friends, we was all getting to know each other, whoopy whoop come out here game nights here come eat with us come do this like whatever whatever so a great time I invite so I'm like when I first went to the church I didn't like the church I didn't but I think I liked the community of the young people um especially the us young people so that's different from where I came from where it was a bunch of them young people so <laughs> so I did like having like a bunch of us that we could laugh with and say the n-word and you know like we could oh black like we could be black I could laugh about my hair weave doing something funny and white people not looking at me like mm. what you talking about I don't get it how did you get your hair braided how long did that take like I didn't have to deal with all that like it was just regular so um everything was cool i'm like bet i'm gonna invite my friends right so i'm inviting tyra she don't want to come so i'm inviting taylor (laughs) well i was fasting and you was mad because i was fasting fasting? Mm -hmm. you might have been gone oh you might have been fasting i was fasting at first and then i went home yeah 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 so taylor comes um having a great time everybody loves taylor everything's great tyra brings her tail up in there and all hell break loose so all of a sudden it went from like everybody's cool everybody's good everybody's meshing to i'm the drama i don't like tyra and so i'm like hmm okay this is strange so i remember a specific a specific time where a and it was all females right in the church right mind you think of where my mindset is right i'm not thinking oh these people are like evil i'm thinking all these people are really living for god right naive or whatever that's what i was thinking so um this girl one of these girls had came up to me and was like hey like you've been distant from us and blah 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 and i'm just like because y'all don't like my friend and so if y'all don't like my friend, like I can't hang out with y'all because I brought her here. I can't leave her like that. Like I'm not gonna do that. And so, irregardless, fast forward, this whole thing happened. It was drama galore. We don't like you. We don't like her. You changed. You know me for a week, but irregardless, you've changed. We don't like her. Um, we don't like Bailey. Bailey's rude. Bailey got an attitude. Bailey this, Bailey that. So it was, then it turned into, we don't not only like Tyra, we don't like you because you got an attitude. And you don't, you come in and you, um, 
you come in and you don't even speak and blah 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 and well yeah if I don't like you I'm not gonna talk to you <laughs> I'm just not fake like that I don't do that so if I don't like you I'm not gonna talk to you um I'm gonna talk to the people who I miss with and we're gonna keep it pushing what's the point of being fake what's the point what is me saying hi to you even though I don't like you gonna do for me or you or you what is it gonna do I don't care that much so whatever so anyway this is the part that I've never told anyone so I felt so like neglected I went for a friend or went because of a friend so I expected that friend to make me feel comfortable and since these friends were hit, <clears throat> were their friends I was trying to like make it Kumbaya. I was expecting him I was expecting them to make it what i don't know this is weird sound oh i was expecting him to make it just to make it to make it right right to tell their friends that they were acting crazy or whatever the case may be i felt i felt neglected i felt like i was brought to this church and then i got thrown to the wolves and i had to fend for myself so in me feeling that way i'm not gonna do that to my friend so even though I could have just dropped Tyra and been like deuces and been like, you, you got too much drama going on by and left it there. But I'm not going to do that because that was done to me. Right. So I'm like, okay, let me, I'm not going to leave my friend out to the wolves, just like how I was left. But I really didn't understand how much that had affected me until I started going to therapy. And it really did. Like it really, it messed with my mental. So then it turned into, I'm defensive, right? I officially have my wall up. I'm a lot meaner than my friends when I don't like you. I'm nicer in general. But when I don't like you, there's no, mm -mm, ain't no cordial. Ain't no, we blocking, okay? We, <laughs> we unfollowing. We not talking. We not looking at you. You a brick wall. Bye. Poof, be gone. Like, that's it. So, that's who I turned into. I'm like, oh, okay, bet. Like, you don't like me? You don't like my friend? Well, we ain't here for you. So, bye. You don't run this church. We don't need you to like me to be here. Like, I'm here for the Lord, right? And so, irregardless, I'm gonna stop rambling. But that's how I felt. And that's, I think, the basis of the church hurt that I experienced because I felt so ostracized and neglected and like picked at like it was like oh she got attitude oh she doing this oh she doing that and I'm really trying to live right so I'm like telling my friend like I'm gonna work on my attitude I'm gonna do better I'm gonna stop I'm gonna talk to her I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna try to reach out to her I'm gonna try to do this and I was trying so hard to like get rid of this attitude I had and this mean girl thing I had and make myself friendly and things like that like I was trying my heart is to actually grow and I feel like they were using the fact that I had become defensive as like what I had always said because we had meetings about this it was a whole thing when I tell you messy I mean messy so what I would always say in the meeting is we always talk about how I react but never talk about what caused me to react y'all always want to check me for having an attitude but y'all don't want to check them 
for giving me the attitude. <laughs> like, I'm not just walking in here in a bad mood. I'm walking in here on defense mode because I feel attacked. And it's just me and my homies at this point. And I had brought a lot of homies. I brought Tyra Taylor, T Tierra, this other girl. I brought a bunch of other people. Like, it was like, Buku's, I, I don't say Buku. But it was a lot of people that I yeah. had brought with me. And so I'm like, well, I'm riding for mine, right? And then for a small periodical time, even with Tyra, and we talked about this, I felt alone in that. I felt like, okay, I'm riding for my people, but they not riding for me. They all in their face, hey, following, liking, commenting, all this stuff. But I'm like, I thought we was like, I thought we was fighting. <laughs> I thought we was supposed to be, right? But irregardless, that's where my church came from. I felt like I came to this place and got fully attacked for being human and for being like me. Like, hmm. well, I guess my basis is the same thing, but different perspective. Um, so yeah, Bailey brought me in January to this church of the year, whatever it was. Um 2018. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so she brought me, and I was like, "Okay, it's black people, Kojic." Um, so I was just going back and forth, and I really was like, "I, I don't know if I want to join this church, but also there was nothing else, even though there is, and we saw after we joined, um, but." Mm-hmm. there was nothing else at the time like I really needed to get in church because I left the other church before Bailey did because I wasn't learning anything so it, I was like it, it's not worth it for me to go anymore um so I really just been sitting and just doing like online church and it, it wasn't cutting it like let's be honest it wasn't so I went and I was like you know it's like okay God, what you want me to do I mean ain't nothing else so I joined the church and to be transparent I don't think I really prayed enough about it. But I also don't think I was getting another answer either. So whatever, it happened. I do, I do think we were meant to be there. I do. I think we, we learned a lot. Because I hated it in retrospect. First of all, we had some really good times. Really, yeah. really fun, monumental moments. I will never forget at that church. Like not only in my spiritual walk, but like just hanging out with them. Like we had some fun times. It was times where we all got almost all almost all got along it was times where we really had a good time like we we had some really fun fun times Kobe died I remember that I was with them at Luby like it was like yeah Yeah. that was crazy days so we had some good times but it was I saw a lot of a lot of hurt be there but it yeah it taught a lot about how the church operates so for me Bailey took me and it was it was okay but no one would speak to me like in our age group no one would come up to me and speak no one would talk and I'm thinking like okay what 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 I do (laughs) I don't know you so and it's really different for me because typically people are in my face like all the time like I'm very easy to talk to I'm very like I don't know I'm a chill person so it was odd especially because where we came from we just always talk to everybody so it was weird and it constantly been the thing like oh we don't like her speaking about me or I can't trust her or stuff like that but 
didn't even know me. So I don't know. So honestly, it just constantly made me feel like there was something wrong with me. Like, okay, if everybody's saying they don't like me, then obviously it's me, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, what's wrong with me? Like, am I holding back my friend? Like, should I leave? Like, it'll make her life easier. Like, just a whole bunch of things. And it just, I don't know, it was very depressing because for the, what, two years that we were there, how many, two? Mm-hmm. the two years that we were there it constantly felt like we were alone like we didn't have that community to lean into um didn't really have any like groups it was just very very lonely um and the older people didn't help either yeah it didn't but for I, I guess for both of us at the end of the day we weren't going for people and so we could get closer to God so I was like okay well you know it's not about that anyway so whatever but to say it didn't hurt would be a lie mm-hmm. um it because that it hurt a lot just to always be alone not have like a friend group there was even like little incidents that happened where it just brought back like a lot of pain from like the past things where you know you just wouldn't expect to happen talking about the press um the what the press like cardi b press like press 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 cardi don't need no press no i'm on dnd are you texting me yeah i know it says i put notify anyway it didn't notify anyway. Oh. oh, press. That was a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of things that you wouldn't expect to happen. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of neglect. And that's where it started. But we eventually came to the conclusion that it just whatever, we're not meant to hang out like that. So just but continue. Before we get there. So just before we get to the next topic. So in like response to this, I'm like in the worship team with these people who I don't get along with. I'm like, oh, that was the only group I was in, but I was trying to like be involved in the church. Right. And so it was hard for me to use my gift, which is singing. I ain't top tier, but I was, I was good. Be here. One thing I could do, <laughs> baby. Okay. Anyway, but <laughs> no. Um, but I did feel I felt like I couldn't use my gifts. And so I quit. And that's when I should have known that something wasn't right, but I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with the demonic activity. <laughs> also should be noted a little i don't remember the exact time both me and bailey we're hilarious because we're such alike but such like it's kind of weird both of us felt like we should have left the church neither one of us talked to each other about it (laughs) it was because i well i felt like i liked it so i didn't want to leave and then i'm like well where else we gonna go you know there's that 
And then there is, well, I feel like God wants me here. It was a lot of emotion. It was a lot going on, but I was, we were, I can't say we, I can speak for myself. I was so unhappy at some point when I was going. Like right when I, fin- uh, when I quit the choir, it was like, oh, okay, cool. I had really never experienced church without singing. Like really ever, maybe for small periods of time, like when I wasn't singing that week or something, but I never really went to church and not sang like ever. So I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it at first. I was like, I'm just a church goer. I ain't got to be there early for rehearsals. No mic checks. No, oh, you're not singing the right note. Oh, she flat. Oh, you got to sing alto today because the soprano not here. Or, oh, this, that, and the third. I don't have to deal with none of that. I just, I don't even know what songs are playing. I come in fresh-minded. It was great. High time. Then it got old because I couldn't use the gifts that I had. I couldn't teach, even though I'm not really a teacher, but I couldn't, I don't feel like I was able to really show, and I'm not saying I'm like biblically sound and all this stuff, but I wasn't able to really show or use Your, had. You weren't being, I wasn't being used. Yeah. I wasn't being used. And I couldn't use my gifts. I couldn't sing. I couldn't use my knowledge. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I never got to use any of mine. I got bored. We joined the usher team. It was so boring. And I said, when I was a child, I would never be an usher again. You ditto. Um, For me, they don't even know what my gifts are. To this day. Never once got to use them. I never used mine. We're still coming to terms with a lot of my gifts. So we're going to. Yeah, baby has some crazy ones. Uh, it's crazy. Um, for me, in business. For me, um, very few people know what mine are. It's gonna stay that way for a long time. Um, but even at times where I would try to use them or almost be about to use them in the church, we would get told to sit down, and we need we can't do that. Okay, I guess I can share. One of my gifts is prayer something I can just I I don't know whatever being told that I can't pray for someone on the altar like I don't I don't I don't know I just have different emotions about it I get it I'm young whatever her gift is faith which leads into her having very very powerful prayer because she has the faith to back up her prayer because prayer is not a spiritual gift go ahead yeah yeah whatever (laughs) but there's a lot of things like for me I don't through God let's just clear that through God because I can't do nothing for nobody okay but I'm I'm easily able to call things out in people that I like that I can see in them or that they're struggling with or just things like that I'm easily able like if you're doing something wicked i i see you satan i see you satan or if you're deeply struggling with something i also see you satan so to be said like oh no you can't do that you need to sit down like that's i don't know i just feel like that isn't right because half the people up there praying only up there praying because they have a title but then you would go up to them to get prayed for multiple times speaking for myself and they were like oh god is just the prayers that they would pray would not be anywhere in line with what I was needing prayer for. I'm about to throw shade. 
I was told one time through a prophecy that I had a problem with my security in myself. I was told I had a problem with alcohol. And LOL. LOL. (laughs) I forgot about that. But yeah, so I was told that, do you even like yourself? Have you even asked that question to yourself? Putting that on her. Putting it on me. And for a second, I was like, dang, I never really asked myself if I like myself. Because she conceded. I I was like, it's because I know I do. (laughs) That's why I never asked, because I know the answer. Why would I ask me a double question like that? But yeah, I I am very, I've never, (laughs) we have an ongoing joke because one of our friends said, I ain't never had a problem with confidence. I've always been confident. That's me, yo. I never had a problem with confidence. Like, I a small time in middle school where I thought I wasn't nothing, and then, uh, baby, I looked in the mirror one day, and I said, oh, girl, you cute. And that's a, that's a problem right now. That's I am. Problem. I am a little overly confident. I think that's the problem. I'm happy. This is a joke with my mom, too, that I'm overweight. Because, baby, if I had the body, you couldn't tell me nothing. I mean, not a thing. But that's the only thing holding me back, my body. Let's see what I deal with. Was it the same person who told me I had a drinking problem? Yes. I thought so. Also, yeah, I was told I had a drinking problem. Backstory, like way backstory. My biological mama was a... um head of the rocks okay um um heavily drug user um so for me now I'll have a social drink like if we go out to dinner I'll have like a drink I can't drink all night and all day there I've gotten drunk once for my 21st birthday it was a thing I wanted to do one time in my entire life um but also in that same notion I said, if I go out and get drunk, I'm taking my butt to church the next day. It was something that I had to do, but whatever. They told me that they saw themselves in me and that they were going to pray for me because of my alcohol problem. But you just told on yourself. You, you told on yourself, okay? But I don't struggle with alcohol and I personally have never done drugs or will ever do drugs because of the addiction that my mom had. So I went to school for public health. 80% of addiction comes from the mind um it's not physical addiction and also only 20 percent of people get addicted and those 20 percent that actually get addicted tend to have genetic predispositions to getting addicted so i never would um because i'm feel like i'll become a crackhead yeah. so yeah when she said this i was just like what like or they would constantly like put like say slight things. Oh, what were y'all doing last night? What were y'all doing last night? Little did they know we was at work for 11 hours the day before. Every weekend, every. And if we would go out to get dinner after what? So what? But it was constantly judgment for things that they would think that we were doing. I was working three jobs one semester. Like just constant judgment. We would live when you think of like young adult living we would be like just the atypical like not what you think we would do me and Bailey, we would be downstairs in the living room with our prayer cloths on 
praying. Who does that? We would. <laughs> we would. But also, it's a lot that happened at the church. But, um, yeah, it's not to be a two part series. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, like, it's so much, like, that led to the. It was like, if you're building a tower with Legos, it was a piece every time that just added to it. So the tower just got too heavy and just tilted over and broke. Yeah. And eventually, like, because, um, as she thinks of her words, yeah, every yeah. little thing by itself, I don't think could, con- like, make us blow or make us lose it it was just the accumulation over time that kind of just set it off and now at the end the very end of our being at this church and the situation that we were put in with the older people in the church I think that just set it off like but yeah what do you want to say because there was a lot more well, I kind of, I wanted to bring it to the end, but I was trying to be um, modest about it. But let's put it out there. So, first time this is publicly being said. Me and Tyra worked at a church. Pause, a school. Cool. It's not the first time. I said it in my blog and you said it on the book, A Face. I didn't say the specifics no one knows the specifics no one knows i was that stupid um but we worked at this school and it was like a non-profit school i had i was in my i want to be a teacher bag at the time about to graduate want to be a teacher all of a sudden it still does um still does i think i'm gonna go for professor though so i don't have to deal with children um but that's besides the point so um we're working for the school for the free, right? Constantly being promised, you're gonna get paid, you're gonna get paid, you're gonna get paid, you're gonna get paid. The um, kids, uh, parents haven't haven't paid their tuition. Um, we're waiting on tuition. Um, we don't have the money. Just let me know. All lies. You know, right. all types of all types of of lies that we're you know dealing with or whatever. So we stayed. We stayed like idiots. Stayed, which. I can now say that I know the difference between radical faith <laughs> and regular faith. There's okay, some circumstances, it's okay to have radical faith, right? This circumstance, we should have had common sense, right? We're working- The Bible says not to be foolish. We were 40 foolish. plus hours a week at this school. Way more than 40. But 20 hours a week at our real job where we're getting paid. We end up falling behind on rent, get evicted. Whatever. What we do? <laughs> Whatever. So we got evicted. So in the midst of us getting this letter of eviction, first we go to the school, right? And we're like, listen, this is what we're going through. They proceeded to pray for us and sent us on our way. <laughs> Woo! Hey, 
like we're trusting God. We are in the the uh it was a townhouse. So we're in the townhouse praying. This is our house. This is us. This is we're gonna stay here. <laughs> okay. So we not. <laughs> and um, and I love that townhouse, man. But so we got evicted, whatever. This is the first time they're hearing the story. No, they probably read yours. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so we get evicted. But there was a lot of judgment during this time from the older people at the church judging us because outward appearances speak a lot our nails were still being done mind you where did we work a nail salon. Salon. so, so okay. our nails were free nails our were always free. eyebrows always free so of Lash course Lash, all this is free to us so we're not having to pay for this um and they know this this is the thing even though our appearances do show something y'all have known we have worked at this nail salon for years well you worked in there for years years. but y'all know we were we i worked because every time y'all liked our nails you would ask where we got them done and we would say at our nail salon at work come see us at job mind you they also know that i do nails well i don't really do nails let's not lie but makeup and hair and all that went to cosmetology school they know that even if I weren't getting it done for free at somewhere, I could do it myself to myself. And I have multiple times. I would do it for Bailey if she wanted it done. Doesn't matter. They would ask me to do theirs. Didn't matter. So we are stepping out on faith, right? We joined this Bible college they got up in there. We are, so we're doing this Bible college. We are evicted F, okay? <laughs> um. It was a woman's revival thing. So much happened during that week. Yeah. A month, a month, I should say. It was so we end up, so what I wanted to focus on rather than that is that we reached out for help, monetary, prayers, whatever you could offer, a place to stay, <laughs> whatever you could offer. It was offer. zero acknowledgement. We sent out a mass text to the women of the church who always said, if you need anything, let us know. Come We're to here me. for you. And we put in the message, like, if you can't help monetary, like, that's okay. But if you want to pray for us, check on us. Let us, we just letting you know what's going on so you can check on us. We got no responses. We got one. We got one. One. But we got pretty much nothing else. So it was just like, it was just a lot. That was a lot. Mind you, we sent this during the week at Sunday when we went to church. Still no acknowledgement. Wouldn't look at us. Wouldn't talk to us. Would just pretend like we didn't exist. For weeks. And, and so you can imagine how we felt. Like sinking. Like just we're in our boat. And every time it's just something heavy. Another brick get put in. The water starts seeping in. And you just start going down and just but one thing i can say and that's how i know it was a god thing is that we never went without we never went without we never went hungry we never went homeless to be honest like we were never homeless we always we always could go back to our parents house or from the worst i want to acknowledge that because that was a whole thing we could have always went back to our parents the thing was ideal stay yeah we wanted to stay out there so um yeah, but we, I mean, we never, never had, a, we never not had a place to stay. I don't even want to get into that story because that's the whole thing. But um, 
we got our when own you, when you following god even if things like that happen you ain't ever gonna be like we ain't have the most okay we wasn't eating steak dinners we might have ate a microwave meal and chips <laughs> most of the time but we got to eat it yeah we never went without and so that's how i know oh, had gas in the tank always had gas i didn't even have a car for a long time of the time it it was <sighs> that was crazy so in all of that it was just a lot and i felt i don't want to speak for tyra but i'm sure she felt the same way we just felt like alone very neglected that was the whole the whole thing about the church hurt like at the end of the day we're in this community a part of this church that was supposed to be a family and we were alone the whole time so moving forward so um post eviction we move into our apartment whole nother god story because that the way that happened the month before uh, the month of covid the like, month of covid like we're talking the week before covid yeah we like we, got- have pay, we had a free storage we um okay got the free month of storage <laughs> let me specify um free month of rent like that month so the way everything just happened it it worked out really good so big up to g-man for that um but we move into this apartment and we're like okay we can finally get money just back on track um taylor actually gifted us a trip to a trip to san antonio for spring break (laughs) yeah to spring break to this really like old hotel it's a vibe whatever Um, yeah so we had a really you know good weekend thank you taylor um and yeah so everyone's you know it was peak covid like not peak pre-covid like the day before covid shut us down so we're down there we're enjoying everything things are closing early everyone's like be cautious you know everything and we're just like okay we get back to our apartment literally like if not the next day like within the next few days the world shut down like lockdown we're in lockdown so we're like, wow, well, thank you, God, for getting us in here, like, just in the nick of time, because where we were at before that environment, no, no, no. So, you know, we we was very content, and of course, rent freeze, like, didn't have to pay nothing. So again, we was, we was feeling good. We was feeling good. And so, oh, excuse me, we get to the point where we're like, um, I don't know we we're still a part of the church we haven't been to the church in a while because of covid we were attending the bible college still mm-hmm. we're doing it virtually and me and bailey are doing this class together and and this is for me at least the point where my immediate like no happened like i couldn't i couldn't support the vision or like it, it was getting really hard to it was already hard because of the eviction situation but now we're getting to, like, it was getting hard. So in this Bible college, not the preacher of the church we were going to, but the preacher of the Bible college, he, in one of his 
sermons. Um, also, I did some research on them. They're, they're cult, but I'm a huge conspiracy theorist, so whatever. Um, but he said, God is not in control. And I mean, we rewatched that thing a couple of times trying to make sure we heard him right because it's just a little confusing because what? What? So for at least for me, I couldn't fathom that sentiment. Like that didn't make sense to me. Part of me and, understands what he was trying to say. But the way... But mm, the way it was said was very much... He meant what he said. Not biblical. Yeah. And if you make one biblical mistake, grace. But there was a lot of other things. It was a whole lot of prosperity. And I believe God wants us to be prosperous, but not like... Prosperous doesn't mean rich. It, yeah, like it, it's very it's different. the same thing. I can like, be prosperous and make my 50,000 and live like how healthy. I'm living. I'm prosperous. I'm healthy. I have a job. I have a car. I have family. Like I'm prosperous. And, I, you know. Or complete opposite. I don't have a job. Okay. I don't have a job. Um, I'm in school, but Lord, but even like that, I still to this day, even in my current circumstance. Now I did just leave a job that I was paid very, very well at, but in my current day, like today, there's a lot of things that I don't technically have, but I'm still never without. So prosperous. Yeah. There's something that with the anointing of God ah things happen but it was very mm -hmm. also me and bailey have a thing of not listening to the holy spirit immediately in our lives um because both of us we went to the first one both of us was like heck no in our head <laughs> but fleshman said heck yeah so we did it. we shouldn't have did that girl <laughs> They got two hundred dollars out of me. That's it. They got two hundred. We didn't pay the two hundred. <laughs> Luckily, um. But yeah, so that was the beginning of the downfall for me for the exit. That was that was a part of the downfall. I don't think I had a. I think I had a hard crash, more than a downfall, because I was functioning. I didn't realize that I had hurt until after but I was functioning and I was like okay like of course I'm gonna leave the Bible college right but okay I can still go to the church I can still make it work I can still and a lot of other things happen so is there anything else that you need to say towards the end let's see the lack of checkup we're again still in pandemic yes no one ever reached out okay i don't no one we got reached out to maybe the first month like hey how are y'all doing two people yeah hey how are you doing how are you doing hey are you coming to our blah 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 virtually that that was as deep as it got but in i think for me i'm a very much give grace person like I'm always like, okay, they could be going through something. They could be going through something. But I also feel like in certain positions, you have to kind of not neglect yourself, but lower yourself to make sure others are okay. That's what you sign up for. So for me, 
in the positions that I held at school, it was like, okay, I still need to make sure all my girls are good. Like all the girls in my organization are good. All my, you know, e-board members are good and things like that. So it's like, I could still be going through a lot, but the people around me have to be straight, like, or the people under me have to be okay. For them, it was it's like, they didn't even acknowledge or check up on us to make sure we were okay. And they already knew we had just got evicted. They didn't even know about us getting into a new apartment or any of that, that never got brought up because they weren't checking on us. Um, so it, it was it was a lot of hurt um, with that too, because it's like, dang, like, you know, see if we okay? Like, okay, I, I guess. It was tough. Very lonely. It was very lonely. I think that's when you, when we realized like how much we were alone in that that spell of things. Um, but once all that happened, we eventually left the church. Um, still nobody reached out. They have had threats of these other people leaving the church every week child every week it was another little girl that wanted to leave the church because of some little boy and i'm chasing after you they would run after them in the parking lot have you heard from such and such can we call such and such and encourage them and we got nothing which i think was also god i think that if we didn't need the attachment to try to pull us back we would we would have went back and i think so i i do think even though there was a lot of hurt it was still a lot of god in this like whole shebang um that's kind of what i'm trying to get to but also i wanted to touch on this a little bit it's probably going to be a three part series but there was a lot of witchcraft in this in this church, church. In the church as a whole, like nationwide, like don't matter what church you go to. And I knew there was witchcraft. Don't get me wrong. Like I knew there was a such thing. We were naive to the amount. To the. An extent. Depth. Yeah. Like it. it's people really, really practicing witchcraft. In the church. And so. On the missionary board. Deacons. So it was just a lot of that as well. And as we left the church, um, sorry, hold on. As we left the church, um, I believe, I'm calling you out, Satan. There was an attack put on our lives. Our lives. For real, for real. To the extent of I have, and I'm not saying like depression can't hit the happy-go-lucky person. I'm the happy-go-lucky person, okay? I'm the, oh, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Like, mind you, through this whole story of everything going south, I had not acknowledged all that hurt till now, right? So in the midst, I'm just living. I'm 
happy-go-lucky we good even though we're alone we're good god is good all the time and all the time god God is good good. like it was always uh, it was i never but all of a sudden i got this like and it was like i was so sad for months and she was sad for months and like we were just sad constant like we were it was just it was so much i just remember the year being a lot also i got physically attacked by demon okay if y'all want to know that tune in next week (laughs) (laughs) craziness but i do want you to know before we finish this little conversation let you try to put another spell on any of us anybody that i personally love me bailey my family my friends everything that you speak and put out there is going to come a thousand times back to you because you will not be able to touch us again you little demon. i think i think that they, i think it ain't coming this time baby this is what and I, I know you're still trying you caught us they caught in a weak spot at a weak time at a very vulnerable place we had just left the church we had just had a lot happen in our personal lives we had just had a lot happen in our financial lives work everything was going crazy a wire and so when i think that moment i think it was moments before where they were trying to to come against us and you really don't realize how many people like i remember growing up in church especially in the church that was theological based and like we would have people going up to the altar who like had demons and they would make us leave the room like if you ain't really about this life if you ain't ready to like you can't just sit in here you need to go because demons hot right and so I knew demons were a thing and I knew that, but I didn't think that people really put curses on you. Like I knew Satan did, maybe the demons, but I never really thought like people in general who you go to church with would like put certain spells or wish certain things against you. I would never do that. I would never yeah. do that. Also, only- I'm too, I'm too, um, put some boots. <laughs> <laughs> to mess with that stuff i have always been inclined to that i'm interested in era. the background of it and like why and like all that mostly because <laughs> i'm gonna cast you out um but for you to be someone in the church someone who hears about god all the time should be cultivating a relationship with god um for you to have to lean on to witchcraft and the devil to get at us speaks a lot. One out, want to say about our anointing, because you couldn't go through God to change your circumstance because it's not meant for you that you had to lean on to that to touch us. Also, speaks on you because you're not really right with God. So, all that lets me know is. If you're still dibbling and dabbling in the sales, um, where do you think you're going to end up when you die? Like, really? And is it that where you really want to go? Because all I, he- I heard is hot. Okay? <laughs> and I heard it's a little torment. Okay? <laughs> when the air went out of that church, <laughs> was kid. And they whole thing, that whole time the air was out was, it's hot in here. But hell is hotter. <laughs> like, well, hell is hotter. Get me. Whew. 
Ooh, <laughs> I want to go. So <laughs> that's yeah. So there was a lot going on, and I think that we were caught in a vulnerable, vulnerable time. What? What? Vulnerable. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> vulnerable. <But> also, <laughs> things can't touch you unless God allows it to. Mm-hmm. We again, God is a God of experiences. Um, so. <laughs> All of this, we have just been learning from like things that it's like, okay, 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 okay. A lot of growth for the past five years. Um, I think both of us now, I don't know, I don't know how you feeling, but I think now it's more of a season of where all of that's being changed into something else where we're going to be able to use it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think leaving the church and the last note that we left on was being spiritually attacked. Yay, us. Um, and the devil really trying it. Um, I don't know about Bailey, but for me personally, at the end of this road with the church and the transition out of the church, um, it wasn't just the church that, it, the church by itself, no. It was a co- combination of the church, the spells, and my personal life. I was about to check out um i was gonna um, exit the earth um it was too much too too much thank you god for the saving grace but to see like this whole thing like in the timeline of everything happened is really it is honestly i don't i don't even know what to make of it anymore like i used to think oh this was just you know a season of growth and a season of lessons but when your season of growth and your season of lesson is five years long meh, it's your life um <laughs> so meh, we'll see in five years from now how i feel but i really do think that this is pivotal times i think that we are both and now we can get into like how to you know get over church hurt and stuff like that um don't unalive yourself i i never got to i I, okay this is okay so a lot is going in my head and i'm trying to say it all out loud so we had had a time in the church actually and this just popped in my head where we were talking about is depression a mental illness or is it a demonic attack i still stand by it's both or it can be either or I, I um do feel like depression can very much be a mental illness and people can really have like something wrong up here you know and that needs to be treated i also think that the depression that i went through was not mental illness it was very much a demonic attack and so i think that if anyone in the world of our 10 followers followers is going through church hurt I think that recognizing that you're under spiritual attack, like the one place, of course, that Satan is going to try to attack you is in the place that you feel the most comfortable. In your mind. Satan wasn't going to come or them spells or them witches, whoever was sending depression over, over, over here, wasn't going to try to do that in any other form, but in the church. And then I'm losing faith in church. So then I'm losing faith in God by you know what I mean and so it gets to the point where that's why I say it was a very vulnerable spot and I do think that the devil just was like because even though it was the witches right 
and it was people that were very hateful and spiteful I do still it was definitely Satan like at the end of the day Satan was coming from my throat and I got to the point where I don't think I don't this is a joke but not a joke I don't think suicide will ever be a thing for me because I don't have a high pain tolerance and so I would be I I couldn't I could I am not about that life I'm just I'm just um I'm opposite (laughs) but it did come to my head and I felt it coming to my head more serious than it ever has before it had came to my head before and I've been like Satan the intrusive thought boy shut up get out of here like ain't nobody about to but it would come to my head and I'm like well what's the easiest way I could do it with the less pain you know what I mean and it was like "Hmm, okay I could do that you know so it was like it wasn't that I was actually going to I don't think I was at the point where Tyra where she was actually planning it and everything was going I don't know if you want to say all that my bad but I'll tell tell um but I got to the point where I was just like um you know contemplating thinking about it well you know you wouldn't know your rent if you wasn't here (laughs) you know like (laughs) but um I do think that it was very much like my depression experience wasn't mental illness it wasn't anything mentally wrong with me and I think I came to terms with that now and in in the moment I thought I was like you know, because we had had so many people, we had had so many people be depressed in our church before that we were just like, you know, I was, well, me personally, I was just thinking, oh, it's just like, you know, this, I don't know, it's normal for people to, I don't know. I just wasn't thinking that it was a demonic attack until I came out of it. And now I'm like, that's not me. And I remember my mom saying that and I kind of got offended and I was like, okay, like, you're downplaying what I'm what I'm going through like you're you're trying to like that's not you that's not okay yeah but I'm going through right now but I think what she was trying to say was like snap out of it like this ain't this ain't you this ain't your story like stop stop trying to put something on yourself that is not there and I think it was very much there it was just a demonic attack rather than it's just me feeling depressed all the time because I'm not like that I don't I don't have an issue like I said, I never had a problem with confidence. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm a little different, a little different. Um, I do struggle a little up here, um, but it's not really with the unalive. It's more so with anger. I have very, very bad anger problems that I have learned to manage really well now. Um, I, I can control my anger, but you don't want to see me pop off. Um, it's not pretty for no one. Um, yeah, that's important. Um, but for me, <laughs> I had got to the point. It was a lot of, it was beyond just church for me that pushed me to that point, like way more. <laughs> like the church by itself, whatever. But it was, again, a cultivation of so much like so many things that had happened to me in that city like that's I can't be there but I had actually came home and I 
for months had been sinking like and I just kept getting bad news after bad news after bad news. like it was a lot that kept happening and it was around the time that I have like this huge like trauma yeah I have a like trauma anniversary whatever if you want to call it that so it was a lot it was just a lot and I had got to the point where I mean like nightly daily I'm just bawling all day and I'm like I can't live here no more like I don't want to be here um like I'm done like this is not for me I'm out so I had literally planned it I'm going to check out I'm leaving the hotel my checkout date is here um <laughs> yeah I was about to go I'm out boy if you need help please call the suicide hotline I will place the number in the description box below yeah it's only funny to laugh about it now because I'm here it wouldn't be if I wasn't um but I remember I'm like bawling trigger warning I'll put that before the before the video this would be like a three-part type thing so we log don't have to record for a while actually we could record and then keep doing three parts so then we could you know anyway whatever um so yeah I had planned it and I literally remember I'm it's one night and I'm bawling and crying and I'm like god like I'll keep calling out to you but I'm not gonna I'm not getting the answer I'm even getting teary-eyed but I, I literally like I just remember bawling I'm just like you're not doing anything for me like and I know like, oh, you know, it's not always what you don't always go to God for just when you need stuff. But I mean, I had gotten to the point where it, it was too much. And I remember like, you need to do something. You need to send a sign. I need help. I cannot do this. Like, I'm, you think I'm playing. I'm not. I'm gone, my boy. I'm out. And the next day, um, also, no one knew. No, no one around me knew. I went somewhere with, I went to Kroger actually with my dad and this lady, this white woman, I remember she sat behind us in the line and I was looking and I always have this preconceived notion about people. Um, and I always think that they're racist, like off the back, I just feel judged. Um, and I remember looking at her and I remember thinking, hmm, she's probably racist. And then I like looked away and then I just heard God say, shut up, like, shut up, <laughs> like, shut up, stop. But it was also the city that I was in, the specific city they're known for being very heavily racist. So that also contributed. And I remember us walking to the car and I like grabbed the car door and I'm about to open it. And the lady like comes out of Kroger running out. She was like, hey, do you need me to pray for you? And I was just like, no, no. Nah. <laughs> nah i'm good and she was like no like i don't do this i like i she was like i don't do this i don't ever do this um i'm very particular i don't play with this and i you know anytime god tells me something seriously i don't take it as a joke what do you need me to pray for and i couldn't say it because my dad is right there and he was saying stuff that he, it yeah it pissed me off but whatever and so she was like, what do you need to pray for? And I, like, I couldn't say the words because, you know, he's right there. And so I just looked at her and I was like, God, just tell her what it is. Like I, cause I can't or let her know. And I remember she was just like, you, you don't, 
you she's like you don't have to she was like I, I i i got you and she's like can i pray for you and i was like yes yeah. so like i'm not gonna deny you praying for me like i'm good with you for but i can't let you know because he right here and i ain't trying to get checked into no mental clinic um yeah so i she prayed and then she left and i just knew that that like she didn't just end it like right there so i stopped judging people even though i still sometimes slip up but yes yeah, so i know that like contributed a lot to it because you know some people they always get people always reach out to them and people always say things but even during this time where I mean I'm sinking people are reaching out to me like messaging me like hey can you pray for me or hey can you do this like just constant like it, it it was getting out of control and it's like how do I be supportive of other people if I can't even support myself like and then I was getting annoyed with God because I'm like you really sending these people to me to pray for them but I'm in here struggling I was like you don't make no sense you that don't make sense like no so I'm again I'm getting just more angry at God at this point because I'm like you got some audacity some audacity now granted um I wouldn't suggest you talk to God like that. Um, but with me, I just be saying what I feel. A relationship with the Lord. Like yeah. I had my times where I was, I was, I was angry. I'm yeah. Very angry. And even after this, my anger did not subside for a very long time. Yeah. I was angry up until like last month. Yeah, time moved home. Like I was <laughs> angry. No, I mean literally like last month, like January 1st. I remember like I was watching church and that's why it took me a while to call you after because I was supposed to call you after it was over or whatever but I had I remember it was the countdown and I just started bawling randomly like I don't even know why I was just like crying so hard and I think I was just letting all that out like it was like dang like now I can really like I feel like I follow you Jesus like I feel like I could trust you again like no nah, it, it got to the point where I was I was mad I was mad. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was angry with God. Yeah. Pissed. Like, mad. So, yeah. I think for that, it just it just added to it. Um, and, of course, you know, God saved my life. But I really, like, credit that woman for, like, listening to God and coming up to me. Because I feel like when you feel so unseen for so long, you need something like that. Um, and I remember like, I would just pray all the time, like, okay, well, God, have someone reach out or something. And it's like, me and Bailey went through a lot of stuff together, but there's certain things that she can't help me through. And there's certain things I can't help her through. <laughs> We're the same age. We don't have infinite wisdom yet. And we, there's a lot we haven't been through and also we're too close so some things it just we can't I like on that like and I also it was at this time I we weren't there for each other because we we had like we didn't have it like there's no way that we could have supported if I was my normal Bailey self I probably would have caught that Tyra was feeling that type of way and if Tyra was her normal Tyra self she probably would have caught that I was feeling some type of way but like we we didn't have we didn't have enough to to share I'm just trying to make it myself 
So I, I, I didn't have time to look at you and see what was wrong with you. But I have a similar story. It's not as dramatic. I'm happy you shared yours first because mine though. But I felt alone too. And I felt like invisible. And I remember I was even like, this is back when I was still trying to make it work with God. And I was just like, I feel invisible. Like I don't feel seen and it was right before my birthday or whatever no it wasn't it was a while before my birthday but I used it for my birthday but yeah I didn't feel seen and then I watched my favorite pastor and he was talking about Hagar and like I don't know why but that you know where she ran away and she was like oh this is the God who sees me like you saw me and like that was just the perfect thing I needed to hear because like I think we had went through this period of where we felt so alone for so long. And then it got to the point where we felt alone, even in our friendship, because yeah, we were there. We was cool. We was riding around. We was car talking it up. We was, you know, we was vibing, but we just like, I would even write. I remember writing in my journal, like I'm going through so much internally that I can't even like, put it in words to have her help me like she wouldn't even know how to help me because I can't even tell her what I'm wrong like what's yeah like what's wrong with me like so I think we like it was a lot that was tough it was tough and that's why I think it's so important and of course it's not all this just the church okay if we were going through just these specific things that happened one at a time it probably wouldn't even been that deep but that's why I constantly say we were caught at a vulnerable time like I was sucker punched I'm dealing with the 16 things going on over here and then you want to add that on too the one thing that I have faith in like the one I have faith in God right like I I doubt maybe everything God be doing but I have faith in God. Right. And I felt like the one thing that I have faith in the one thing that I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, God is real. And God has me in his hand, period. It is what it is. Whatever happens. I God know had it in his hand and he was playing basketball with them. And I really was doubting that. Like I really doubted the existence of God. I got to that point where I was just like, hold on. <laughs> Cause it's like your world literally goes like this. And then you're like, oh hold on (laughs) like I'm like okay I've been serving you this long and then all this is happening so obviously you just might be fake this might I might not even be talking to a real thing like you might not just be here like what you got to do with anything like it really got to the point where I was really like doubting the existence of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who I do not doubt no more Lord I saved I'm saved and I accept you as my Lord and Savior and you died and rose three days later and saved me from my sins and I accept you into my heart just in case all right anyway um but yes it got to that point so I felt I that's what this is all about church hurt right and how important it is and I'm not saying that you'll never go to a church. Like I'll never go to a church and feel hurt again. I'll probably go to a, my next church and be like, oh, they did this and blah, blah, blah. They get on my nerves. Of course, of course. Like that's going to happen. But I think what happened with us is that one, 
we put too much faith into the church into a ministry into the ministry and not enough into god and not enough into god and i think i really really did that because i came in so naive right and i came in so old oh, church is this and church is great and you know everyone in there is just living. and i didn't and i still got burnt yeah and so i think always keeping that i think i would learn that for the rest of my life like i would never put too much faith into the man history the man because it's always going to fail me no matter what i also think that if you need a break from church baby go to a different church black people have this thing of like memberships loyalty and church hopping baby take your take your cell phone somewhere okay if you need to go in between two churches and you go to this church when you're mad at that church and you go to that church when you're mad at this church baby do what you got to do but i do believe fellowship is important but i also believe that it's not like the memberships in the oh if i'm leaving i have to write a letter and i have to tell you and i have to tell the whole church and no that the church is a body the church is not a building or a certain ministry like it's it's the and people. if we as a people, like as fellow Christians, as the church, will stop putting so much emphasis on that, we could get more people to actually be saved. We focus so like we focus on the wrong things. What we wearing, who we talking to, whose membership are you under? Who's your lead? This what denomination? What do not like things like we focus so much on the wrong things that people are leaving and for us i think because of what we're called to do in life we're gonna go back into like a physical church not just the church because we're already in the church but like physical church a ministry other people like all i could think is if this was someone else who hadn't been i i don't not this is why so many people leave especially at our age and never return because of situations like this and I just think my heart breaks for that because lord knows it was almost me but if we would just treat people better and stop worrying about the little minuscule things people would actually get saved the church would grow god would get more glory and we would all just be in heaven chilling one day but y'all want to play games. But that's why I want to encourage, because you're never going to get that. The one place that the devil's going to run free and have a blast at is up in the church, baby. Okay, I promise you that. If So I don't want anyone watching to go to church thinking that, looking for that perfect church. It's never going to happen. I know that's so cliche, but it's like- so And I thought- I shame on me shame on me but I used to think when people would get church hurt and be like oh I ain't never going back to church. I used to be like that's so dumb like go to a different church like get up and go to a different church like okay like I used to literally have my nose up at them like okay that ain't that big of a deal like people make mistakes or things like that that when it got reversed on the man and not God, like saying all those cliches, the cliche and crap that 
should have kept my mouth shut you like and then yeah it happened to you and you're like hold up it's so different so if you've experienced it and been through it I 100% feel for you and for me I'm not even gonna lie to you and say I'm 100% where I need to be because absolutely no nah nope um but I can acknowledge that um also don't give up on God because he won't give up on you he's able um but yeah literally (laughs) don't don't give up on God at least try to cultivate your relationship with him while you sit and try to figure out the physical church aspect I think that's personally where I'm currently at like I can watch a sermon like online I I just physically haven't been able to get myself to physically go into church again um and it'll probably happen this year probably maybe we'll see not even going I also am bad about putting timelines on things and I'm trying to stop doing that um but at least try to cultivate your relationship with God um just just in case um also another thing God will come get you too when you're running because uh he snatched my little black butt that's what I was gonna say like the important thing I don't want to say expect church hurt because we shouldn't have to expect church hurt like you have to expect people to let you down your pastor your ministers your friends in the church whoever it is your man in the church they everybody's going to let you down somebody's going to let you down I think if you like you were saying cultivate your relationship with God really really grow that and really because even though I had my time, I wish I would have, okay, I wish I would have put more into my relationship with God than I did because I probably would have came back faster. That's a lesson learned. But if it wasn't for the relationship that I had with God before all this church hurt, would never came back. I would have never came back. And so, like she was saying, God will come get you. So I was, I, listen, 2020 was trash. So I was like, 2021, I'm living for me. It's for me. This year is for me. And God was like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> do what you want to do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, you can't go that far. He, that's besides the point. He, God is petty. Anyway, but he was like, all right, go ahead. But as soon as 2022 hit, just know you mine again. All right. So come on back. Come on back. <laughs> God told me he was gonna kill me. So yeah. God went back to Old Testament for Tyra because she was out. He, he, <laughs> when I said I was gonna live for me, <laughs> I was gonna have fun. Matter of fact, I wasn't going to. I was. I was having the time of my life in my flesh. Um, and was it really the time of my life? Mm, no uh because a lot of pain came from me doing what I wanted to do like so much pain (laughs) but yeah sometimes if you like me and you strong-willed and reckless God gotta gotta give you a warning he didn't have to warn me twice though because he said (laughs) (laughs) that means that new one he's like that'll do it that will do it right there all right well thank you (laughs) yeah i I just wanted to use this video as an encouragement to people who have experienced church hurt because it is very 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 much real or any 
just besides the church hurt because we was broke hurt we was car hurt he was church hurt we was demonically hurt we was we was hurt we was i think think that it's yes the best advice i can give coming out of and like tyra said i'm not like there yet um i think it's nothing but the lord no it's not the lord i can't say that well it might be i'm working on sunday so i can't go to church anyway but um i think it's a good time for me to really focus on god and not be in a church getting to know god God. and i do watch church like i watch my tv jakes or whatever and that's like my word for the week or whatever but i still like am really working on my relationship with just god without the hooping and the hollering and the singing and the all this just god just me and god figuring it out and so i i'm not saying that it's easy like we still have we're we're figuring it out it's almost like in a relationship how you know if i'm not saying that i cheated or that god cheated i cheated but i'm not saying that god cheated but you know when somebody cheats in the relationship and you got to figure something out you get what i'm saying i was trying to make it yeah but you couldn't use like another thing like oh when you take a break oh yeah when you take a break you know god (laughs) you're messing with the devil well baby i was was doing was not (laughs) i wasn't doing demonic things let me clear that up yes you was you just wasn't messing with demons (laughs) i was sinning (laughs) but um wasn't in the word yeah we're figuring it out we're taking it step by step and god is very patient that's one thing i can't say like i don't like he patient to an extent because some of us he's not patient with her. i'm the golden child you got to remember so if you're like me god is very patient if you like me he not he gonna come get you he gonna come he gonna literally wreck <laughs> your life you say but like god is allowing me to feel my feelings he's allowing me to have my times where i'm like mm, not feeling you today like I feel like we we really we figuring it out. It's really getting to the point where we we figure it out. We're gonna get it together. Okay? We're close. We're we're close to we're close. So yeah, just don't give up. Um take it day by day. Cause every day it, it is gonna change. And you might feel the same emotions for a year straight. And then you might feel better, then you might feel the same emotions again. So just keep trying i think that's the important thing even if you have because for me i've taken months long breaks of even like i don't know just do what feels best for you but as long as you try to keep going towards you know holiness um that's good but i also will say if you get to the point where bailey was where she was you know contemplating god existence and things like that um try to work through that part fast because you don't want to die and be yeah out and even in me doubting god's existence you know you know you're just being defiant but if you ever like seriously get to the point because there's a lot of people who have turned um agnostic and all that because of situations like this really you know 
take time to like think about it and i'm not gonna be like oh you need a fast break because child i wasn't i <laughs> you got uh, oh who was gonna do it because it ain't gonna be me um but yeah really just take time and spend time with yourself i also think a big part of me and bailey's growth in our cycle is we've spent a lot of time away from each other this past few months and we have been spending every day with each other all day from sunup to sundown with each other for years and now we have a break from each other that we're able to kind of focus on ourselves a little more. And that's not always a bad thing. Um, Cause that's, that's my, that's my homie right there. Bye. That's my homie. Um, and I literally wouldn't be able to do life without her. Like I would be in shambles, but also, Aww, that's so sweet. okay, stop. Um, Bailey's not an emotional person. Uh, yeah, I just want y'all to know when she be saying stuff like that, like I'll be feeling the same way. I just don't say it. I just, I can't do that. I don't know. That's real. It's very strange. She's, she's weird. But yeah, but also this has, it's been a good time for me to like get to know me. Like both of us have been able to take ourselves on a date, like go out to eat by ourselves and learn who we are, who we are, are as a person, who we is as a person um we are we is how you say it how we are who we are who we are as a person um did you have a stroke you know um, (laughs) so if you need to like step away from what you're used to that's probably a good thing like we had to leave a city that was dragging us down we left you know living together which not inherently was dragging us down but contributed to the drag down because we were both heavy just living in our little cocoon of heaviness um so changing environment is really good because it literally made a difference this like these past months and everything in me um also contributed to my rebellion but whatever um so yeah just find what makes you happy as a person to I think I don't know it's just so much that contributes to moving on I think for me it's been finding what I love and actually following what I love and doing what I love to do and realizing that you know forever is 10 years from now is still going to be 10 years from now if I'm doing what I whether I'm doing what I love or whether I'm doing something that you know just I'm gonna do so I think with me just getting to know myself, I've been able to appreciate God too. So I don't know. Do what do what works for you. Have it. Be patient with yourself. Take your time. Be patient with God. But like I said, the main the main takeaway. I start building a relationship with God now. So when it does happen, you're better prepared. Be prepared. Um, because yeah I think just and I I know it's hard to figure out especially if you never experienced church hurt like I had like I, I did it before this so I didn't understand what it meant to put too much faith in a church or put too much faith in people rather than God but really just focus on how can you better your relationship with God what is God calling you to do listen to the holy spirit baby leave that church 
when you go back or go back whatever you feel comfortable what with, you don't feel. feel like you have to be loyal to a church just because of something and don't feel like okay. you have to leave a church just because of something you do what the lord tells you to do but don't and don't doubt that voice in your head because hmm. we we do that a lot as people like oh god didn't really say that he said it. he said it he said it. he meant it yep do it because mm-hmm. he be bro when the bible say he give you a bailout he be giving you a bailout we just don't be taking it or tom i'm bad about it i be like oh that's the dough I'm going to walk past it. Oh, that's a free exit? No, I'm going to take the toll. <laughs> but, yes, family. You can get through it. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, eventually, it'll work itself out. If you want to reach out to either one of us, please find us down in the description box. Description box below um it'll have our instagrams and i believe our twitter don't dm me on twitter because i ain't gonna see it dm me on instagram um (laughs) um yeah anything else that you want to share walk in grace what else they be saying Ooh. Hold on. The church people? No, handmaids too. Um, Under his eye. Under his eye. There we go. Under his eye. Um, But yeah, that's all I have. That's all she has. Yes. Um, But yeah, take your time. Love the Lord. Sorry this was so long. Yes, this would be like a it's looking like a two and a half maybe a two part um it might just be two long ones but i'm happy that we had i like these type of talks i feel like i'm sharing more of my experience i guess literally but like i don't know i feel like bailey's closed off she's not as much as a sharer i'm an oversharer yeah so i feel like i'm sharing i feel like i'm not hiding behind like current events and just sharing my opinion like i'm really sharing things about me and how i feel and stuff so um we'll still do current events if it's something major but nothing really major happened besides rihanna being pregnant and we all knew that so this was our bill and origin story (laughs) (laughs) sorry Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Hey, back. It's coming. Notice, y'all, I don't have my glasses on. No glare. I'm gonna leave because you're being weird. All right. But yeah, that's it. Y'all enjoy. Um, may the word add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, and the doers. Y'all remember what it was, Nicolations 1 and 1. Go in peace. Go in grace.